for comedy. Elmo's horny! Politics. The gay spin on the story was like, Queen Elizabeth fucking loves us. Pop culture. I'm not a sports fan, I don't follow this shit. Sexual harassment of celebrity guests. And you are always welcome in my apartment in New York City. And by my apartment, I mean my bed. <laughs> and poetry. Hotter than Vesuvius, more well-endowed than the Mastodon. It's the Adam Sank Show on Derek and Romaine 2.0. And for the next hour, you're in the ass. Oh, yeah. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Hi! It's me! It's Adam Sank. This is the Adam Sank Show. It's the show that's named after me. Isn't that amazing? Today is Sunday, March 4th, 2018. Happy March, bitches. I hope your March is coming in like a lamb and not like a lion. Uh, We have an amazing show for you today. Our guests are going to be hilarious comedians, Joanne Filin, excuse me, Joanne Filin and Irene Bremis, who have been on the show before. They are among our absolute favorite guests. Um, You can tweet about us uh, on Twitter, and I hope you will. You can email me at adam at adamsank.com. Like the Adam Sank Show Facebook page. We are not live, so don't call in. You never do, unless your name is Charles. Um, More importantly than any of that, donate to my AIDS Walk page. You guys, I am trying to raise $20,000 for AIDS Walk New York. It is the single biggest HIV AIDS fundraiser in the world. And uh, it's not easy to raise $20,000. I need every single person hearing my voice to pitch in in order to get there. All of the money goes directly to AIDS Walk, which uh, uh, funds GMHC. Uh, the largest HIV AIDS service provider in the world. And uh, it really does keep people alive. Um, People who not only are struggling with HIV, but with just uh, finding their next meal, uh, struggling with housing, with legal issues, with uh, mental health issues and substance abuse. This is what GMHC does. It's really for people who are uh, outside of the safety net and who otherwise might not live. That's how crucial it is. So please just go to adamsank.com. You can donate directly from my website. There's a link to the AIDS Walk page from my homepage. And we welcome back this week the fabulous Joey DeGrandis as guest co-host. Hello, Joey. Hello, Adam. Thank you for Glad coming. Glad to be back. Thank you for coming back on the ass. You remember Joanne and Irene? Of course. September 24th. <laughs> yes. Let's remind the listeners that Joey has a highly superior autobiographical memory. Tell us what you remember about that show from September 24th. The Mary Lou Henner disease. <clears throat> well, we were talking about analingus. Why, why are you whispering? I don't know. <laughs> you, can say, you, can say, yeah, but, uh, you can say butt licking. But, if you yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we, we were talking about uh, all that fun stuff with them. I just remember them being amazing and funny, which they are. They are hilarious. And to, to remind people, one of them is gay. The other one's straight. And that always keeps things interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. God knows we don't have enough lesbians on this show, so it's nice to <laughs> to have Joanne and Irene, who is one of the sassiest chicks that I know. Um, speaking of things gay, which we always are, Joey, I want to talk about this story. that This was uh, about a month ago, and uh, it's only now that I'm finally getting around to it. I apologize. But do you remember when... There was this big hubbub about Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones, the fabled uh, music producer, wrote a tell-all book in which he spilled a lot of tea. Hmm. And one of the cups of tea was about Richard Pryor, legendary comedian Richard Pryor. Um, 
according to Quincy Jones, had sex with Marlon Brando. Richard Pryor did. Yes. Wow. Quincy says that uh, that that Richard had sex with Marlon during the seventies. Wow. And then Richard's former wife confirmed it. Hmm. Jennifer Lee said her husband was very much a free spirit when it came to his sexual whims. Quote, instead of putting labels on it, Richard just saw himself as a sexualized creature who wasn't afraid of exploration and experimentation. And in the 70s, of course, we were all doing it. She said that Richard would party and do drugs and would basically want to fuck anything. So after this came out, this made a huge stir. And, um, you know, it was interesting. But then Richard's daughter, Rain Pryor, came forward in on social media and denied that this had ever happened and said that people were quote dragging her father through the mud she said quincy was once a brilliant music producer and he's now losing his mind he's decided to garner publicity for himself with a sensationalized interview um and you the media ate it up like thirsty dogs he spewed out a lie about my father who's not here to defend himself she also accused Pryor's widow of tarnishing her father's reputation um to me this struck me as very homophobic yeah. on the part of rain Pryor. first of all you don't know who your father fucks and doesn't fuck <laughs> joey do you know everyone your father's ever fucked <laughs> I don't. I do not want to know. Nor do I. <laughs> like, but I mean, you don't. I th- maybe that's part of the reason. Like, you don't want to think of your parents as sexual creatures. So the idea of, you know what I mean? Like the sure. idea of thinking about it. Maybe people get defensive. I could see her saying, "I don't believe this happened." Yeah. And I think it's a lie. But flat out denying. Saying it. that somebody had sex with, an, uh, saying that a man had sex with another man is not dragging him through the mud. Right. Right. Well, and especially if the widow is like, she seemed to be cool with it, or right, she seemed but, to be but, like, whatever. But that that's one of the things that infuriated Rain. Well, anyway, the PS to all of this is kind of delightful to me, because Queerty.com, I have to give them credit, they found this Richard Pryor uh, comedy film from 1971. Now, this is fairly early Richard Pryor. He started out in the mid to late 60s, and in the 70s is when he really started to... Uh, let down his hair, and his performances began to get a lot more profane and a lot more, like, he talked about real shit. He talked about shit that no one, no other comedians except maybe Lenny Bruce and George Carlin had talked about. Mm. Here he is in 1971 talking about what else? Gay sex. Listen to this. (laughs) No, never fuck a faggot. No, I like to say this on film because to all American male persons, never fuck a faggot because they will lie. They always say, I won't tell. They lie. They can't wait till you finish fucking them. Well, guess who was here, honey? (laughs) Girl, look here. Well, the nigga got more bitch in him than me. (laughs) Don't ever give a faggot head because you really be low down there, right? Y'all act like you ain't never sucking a dick or something. Yeah, I mean, no sorry, Bob. We've never, ever touched a penis in our lives. We're real men. I sucked a dick. You can get a habit from sucking dick. You know, become a dick junkie. <laughs> you can only do it maybe three times. You do it more than that, you get a habit. You mean, I gotta have a dick. <laughs> no, please. Dr. Ives, I have a cock in my mouth. <laughs> Richard Pryor Whoa. in 1971 at the Improv in New York City. Wow. It doesn't help Rain's case. It really doesn't. <laughs> and also, 
I'm just shocked that Richard Pryor or any comic would say that in 1971. That just gives you an idea of what a revolutionary he was Mm -hmm. and the fearlessness that he had. And if you listen to that audience, they're not digging it. Right. Yeah, the the feedback. It was like a lot of silence and a lot of sort of, uh, oh. They didn't know how to handle it. it It's pretty crazy. And, okay, one could make the argument that he wasn't telling the truth. He was just, you know, saying that for comedic Comedic impact. God knows comedians sometimes make things up. We don't, you know. But that wasn't Richard Pryor's act. Richard Pryor talked about shit that happened to Richard Pryor Mm. his whole life. His, except for maybe in the early days when he was a lot safer, he talked about his his drug use. He talked about sex. He talked about being raised in a in a whorehouse, hmm. and all that shit happened. So, I I don't think Rain has a leg to stand on. And I think yeah. again, if she wants to say it didn't happen according to her experience, that's fine. But don't act like it's so awful right. for us to say that your father had sex with like one of the hottest movie stars of all time. Right. Although by the 70s, Marlon Brando wasn't all that hot. But, you know, I still wouldn't have kicked him out of bed, and <laughs> either did Richard Pryor. No. Interestingly, she took down those social media posts hmm. after uh, they made headlines. I think she may have given that another thought. Mm-hmm. Speaking of posting things on Facebook, I wanted to talk about this for a while on this show, and I finally have the opportunity and I want to get your opinion on this, Joey. Do you have people in your life who you feel overshare on Facebook? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, I had such, I had that response just because, yeah, I do. And there are a lot of people I know who you probably agree to. Like, they're very different in real life yeah. than they are. Like, their social media persona is very different than how they actually are in real life. For better or worse sometimes, you know? Right. But oversharing is, yeah, I mean, my entire feed is a lot of, not everybody, but a lot of people overshare. Or it's just, it's very like esoteric stuff or stuff that maybe we don't necessarily want to hear or care about, but it's the, it, it, it always gets me that the people think that we want to hear about so it. So give an example. Can you think of any of your posts that you've seen recently? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I actually, I, I group this class into the ugh Facebookers, UGH, when like that literally some of them start their posts with, oh, you know, this thing happened to me this morning. <laughs> like, right. The long line of the DMV or like, you know, like shit, I get it. That is complain worthy, but it just it's like paragraphs sometimes like ain't nobody got time to read this, you know. Right. Now, full disclosure, I post a lot on Facebook. Some would say too much. <laughs> and some of my posts are rather lengthy. I've even been known to publish notes on Facebook that are, you know. <laughs> several pages long but i there really is a line yeah. that i don't cross i don't talk about shit that's going on in my life that i wouldn't want to share beyond my closest friends and family mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i've had some shit happen over the years i someone very close to me killed himself mm. a few years ago most people don't know that i didn't post about it on facebook it wasn't anyone's business sure and posting, when you overshare, it makes people uncomfortable and sometimes very worried for you. Yeah. And that's the part that upsets me. And what got me thinking about this, because I, I, there are a number of people that I'm Facebook friends with, and these are not people I'm friends with in real life because I just wouldn't be. But like, there's one guy who one day on his feed, he was like, I was raped last night. 
He's like, and it wasn't the first time. And he didn't really give a lot of information. And people were like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And you should go to the police. And are you okay? And, yeah, da, da, da. Yeah. and literally 10 minutes later, he was like, guys, I almost choked on a macadamia nut last night. And it's like, well, what <laughs> did that happen before or after the rape? Yeah. You know, And I'm not in any way making light of right. someone's rape experience. That is the most dramatic thing that can happen to a person and should never be taken lightly. But I can't take you fucking seriously. Right. It's He's kind of making light of it, it sounds like, it, which is very weird. Right. He's being flippant yeah. about it and then basically uh, posting about a, a nut and making us feel like those are equivalent right. things in his in his brain. Like that's what you follow up that with, the rape status about it, choking on a nut. Yeah, that's it's, weird. It's just that's like... Weird. I just want to tell people, like, handle your shit. Yeah. And and I posted something about this a while back because particularly when the post implies su- suicidal ideation or suicidal threats, mm-hmm. it's really unfair, I feel like, to all the people that follow you on social media when you post something that leads people to believe that you might harm yourself. Because yeah. it makes, first of all, it panics us. Second of all, it makes us feel helpless. We don't we don't know where you are. We can't reach you unless unless I know you like really know you and I have your phone number and your address and I can actually do something about this. Right. It just it feels really gross to me. Yeah. And it's not that I don't want people to reach out when they are in pain. People should reach out. People mm-hmm. who are feeling, you know, depressed or suicidal or going through anything like absolutely look for support in your life, but not by making some vague, scary post that's going to be seen by hundreds or thousands of people yeah. and then vanishing. Like, right. that's the thing. They post it and then you don't hear from them for a few days. Yeah. And everyone's freaking out. I don't know this I don't know this guy and I'm not saying he's lying, but do you think it's an attention thing sometimes with, with a shock and awe post I have like that? to think that. You know? I think people are really thirsty. Yeah. And so the, the thing that got me most upset... <clears throat> You know about the Atlantis cruise that happened a little while back where uh, someone died mm-hmm. of a drug overdose, yeah. not for the first time? There was another guy on that cruise who I'm Facebook friends with. He's a porn star, maybe a former porn star. I'm not sure if he still does it. And he and his boyfriend were on the cruise, and he basically posted this long thing about how they had broken up on the cruise, and he's in physical pain because of various problems he's had, and no one cares about him, and his life is a mess, and so there's no point in him living anymore. And Jeez. he posted that, and for 24 hours, no one heard from him again. Wow. He's on a ship in the middle of the ocean. No one can reach him. I'm sure his family and friends were, were freaking out, flipping yeah. the fuck out. And then the next day, like a full 24, and there were hundreds of comments, Joey. Mm-hmm. Like a full 24 hours later, he posted again, and he was like, let me explain about yesterday. Um, I kind of overreacted. I had had a little too much wine. Plus, I, I have pneumonia and I'm sick and it, it interacted with the meds I was taking and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm off the ship and I'm in a hospital and I'm safe and my boyfriend's with me and everything's fine. And I and several other people were like, that's all you're going to say? How about I'm sorry? How yeah. about apologizing to all these people that you absolutely panicked? It's a little selfish. It's it really so is. fucking selfish. Yeah. It's like you. It's like you're living in a vacuum and you have no sense of, of of how what you post affects other people. Yeah. Um. Just just a tidbit on that. I went through my depression not too long ago, and I've actually reached out and asked for help. Like I remember this one 
clear point i was my lowest point of my weeks i was i guess crying per se which i don't cry too often but i guess i cried on social media and even i asked for help it's not it's it's more like i don't know who to go to Mm -hmm. so i guess i've just put it towards everyone so whoever catches the line and wants to respond responds but 95 percent of the time most people they have the uh, what's it called again the side this i forgot is where you hope is when you hope something good will happen for that person but you don't do anything right for that person yeah pretty much like that happens in my so i understand where people mm-hmm. just like go out and vent and just say things but i feel like you have to let it be known that you're venting and it's not actual plan well i i think that's a good point and again i don't want to discourage anyone from reaching out for help but i think if you're going to reach out for help be responsive to that help so if he had responded to the people on the comments because people were like oh my god are you okay i love you how can i reach you what can i do and he didn't respond to anyone then that's do you really see shitty. do you see that i mean yeah. if you were if if someone reached out to you and you said thank you and i appreciate that and here's you know and and maybe you message them privately and say here's my phone number let's talk you have to give people an opportunity to help you right. if you're going to if you're going to post something like that you know yeah mm-hmm. it almost underscores the like of course he's depressed and that's sad and that's awful and i i feel for him but like when you have that reaction it makes it then about you being selfish it like underscores the, w- your initial need right you know i just felt like he wanted he wanted it. to create drama yeah right right yeah whereas you actually wanted help and maybe every situation is different and i and i shouldn't be judging anyone but to me i just see so much of what i consider attention seeking behavior that isn't constructive for for the person or for anyone around them and yeah. it's it's just like we have this power all of us because of social media to be bigger than ourselves yeah and to rile a lot of people up mm-hmm. and i get that not everyone is as fortunate as i am in having a network in my life that mm-hmm. i can turn to yeah but i just feel like when it comes to the big stuff, maybe posting on Facebook isn't your first action. Maybe your first action is to reach out to someone that you know personally and trust privately and say, like, hey, listen, I'm in bad shape. I need help from you. Yeah. And then I think, JB, to your point, you'd be more likely to get the help than when it's just something that I'm scrolling past on my feed and I might I might miss. Yeah. Do you know? I, I understand, but like again, for me, it was more like I don't have anyone to go to, so I'm just going to send a wide net and see whoever. Because in my head, I just have friends for the time. I never, I don't have a close friend. I just have friends for the period. Right. So I figured mm. someone in that period, well, the period of depression I'm going through, will answer this crap. Right. Yeah. So uh, Well, next time you text me. Okay, well, yeah. now I have I will number. always now. answer. <laughs> I yeah. promise. Sure. I'm oh. good with that you said, Adam, you said the word privately. I just think that's really interesting. Like, it's... That issue, everything we're talking about now, speaks to the larger like issue of we're all living our lives much more out there now. So do you know what I mean? It's like I, you yeah, and we're I, all celebrities. <laughs> we're, we're all public people now. No, but I would I agree with you. I would like to, there, and I I am also fortunate to have a network. But like I would text my mom or my friend or you know because that to me is a little more private. Right. But the way we all live now, so out there, I feel like that's the go to for a lot of people is putting it up on their social media. You know. I just think. You know, throwing gasoline on something and lighting a match is never a, a, a solution to any problem. And Agreed. I feel like those kinds of posts, like the kinds I'm describing, are the equivalent of 
of lighting a fire rather than being sincerely like, hey, guys, can someone help me out? I'm really, you know, I need help here. And then being receptive to it. I don't want to spend any more time on it. And I know that there are people who disagree with me. When I posted my rant about this, a lot of people were like, fuck you. And, you, you know. And I and I also, you know, I posted the uh, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline on the post because I said, if you need nice. help, like, please get help. I don't want anyone to suffer in silence or to to, to not yeah. turn to anyone. There's always something you can do. But yeah. but yeah, it's a it's a question of like, what can I do as the reader? Like when I read this thing that you're in the middle of the ocean on a boat and your boyfriend just dumped you and you don't want to live anymore. What the fuck am I supposed to do with think? that? Yeah. I went into a panic and I don't even know this guy, you know, and, yeah. it, and, and he has thousands of Facebook friends and everyone was worried and mm-hmm. it just felt it felt really selfish to me. Anyway, uh, let's move on because we only have about 10 minutes before our guests get here. I want to do an update on a story we did on this show a long time ago, which is about the gay couple that um, ordered programs for their wedding from Vistaprint. And instead of getting those wedding programs, they got these Christian flyers warning them about Satan. Oh, my God. So here's the update. A mix-up at the factory, the Vistaprint factory, not in active malice, caused the online customer printer Vistaprint to send religious pamphlets to a same-sex couple, the company said uh, several weeks ago. Vistaprint says uh, it has never been more disappointed to let a customer down. The Australian couple, Stephen Heasley and Andrew Borg, had ordered the programs uh, for their wedding in Pennsylvania. I don't know why there were two Australians getting married in Pennsylvania. Uh, But they instead received the shipment of pamphlets saying things such as Satan entices your flesh with evil desires. Um, Vistaprint actually suspended work at this factory uh, while they did an investigation and they concluded that it was an honest mistake, which I thought that it was. I can't imagine that that any company would intentionally do do this to their (laughs) customers. And Vistaprint's not like some crazy Christian company. They're just like a printing company. Um, Anyway, the, uh, there was, I believe some money that changed hands. The lawsuit that the uh, men had, had uh, threatened has been resolved. They received an apology. The company will now make charitable donations to LGBTQ organizations in the United States and Australia. Um, And I think all's well that ends well. Yeah. Yeah. Another company that was sued was Grinder, And this lawsuit was dismissed. A guy named Matthew Herrick, this is really kind of a freaky story. His ex-boyfriend posted fake profiles of him on Grinder using names like Raw Pig Bottom, oh Muscle God. Daddy, and Gang Bang Now. This resulted in at least 400 men coming to Herrick's home looking for sex. At one time? No, I mean this was over, <laughs> over a period the... of of days or weeks or months. Okay. This guy kept putting up these fake profiles, but with the real, uh, with the picture of his ex. Mm-hmm. And then when they when he would when people would engage with them, on Grinder, he would say, "Oh yeah, here's my address. I'm you know I'm on all fours with my ass open oh, to the God. wind. Come fuck me raw." So it sounds like do? something I would do to my ex. Would you I'm ever plotting. do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm um, I'm really pissed off at him. So yes, JB, yes, do would. not do that. Mm, sounds very tempting. Herrick says he sued Grinder a year ago, claiming it ignored his 50 requests, 50 requests to remove the fake profile set up by the ex-boyfriend. Um, not only did these 400 men show up at his home, they also showed up at his job expecting fetishistic sex, bondage, role-playing, and rape fantasies. 
Herrick claims Grindr did not use proven and common image recognition or duplicate retention software that could have protected him. But um, but the lawsuit was dismissed. The uh, the court decided that um, that Grinder was not liable under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. It immunizes Grinder for content created by others. I think this is oh, terrible. Yeah, it is. I mean, really, JB, don't do that. It is. It's 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 stalking behavior, and it's not going to make you feel any better. Yeah. It really isn't. Maybe a little bit. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on. After all the hell I've been through in months, I just want someone to feel exactly what I've been through. It's why? Not... Why do I have to be the bigger person? Because you are the bigger person. <laughs> oh, so this scary. reminds you... me. This is like the gay version of that Carrie Underwood song before he cheats. <laughs> I sent four hundred people to his house. You know, <laughs> bunch of pig bottoms yeah. and they want to fuck. <laughs> well, I also feel bad for the four hundred men. Yeah, they thought they were going to get a raw pig bottom. And they did not. And they got just an angry ex-boyfriend. Um, but it is a cautionary tale, and it's one reason I'm so glad I'm not on any of those hookup sites. Although, it doesn't matter. I- I'm not on those sites, but Joey could still create a profile of me. Of you, yeah. It's a little scary, yeah. I mean, what's weird is my profile name was Raw Pig Bottom, so <laughs> it wouldn't really be a problem for me. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, I want to, where do I want to go for this? I don't think we, uh, let's skip the cocktails and cock talk story this week because it's not that good. Um, I want to talk about the pastor who was caught, <laughs> this is my favorite headline, <laughs> pastor caught in car with tied up naked man claims he was administering counseling. <laughs> we have some audio from this. <laughs> A, pa- a pastor in Pennsylvania has an interesting explanation as to why he was caught in a car with a naked man who was tied up with nylon rope. I can only imagine. Pastor George Gregory of the Waterfront Christian Community Church told a reporter, quote, I was counseling a young man with a drug problem, okay? It did turn strange, but it wasn't my doing, okay? <laughs> and I was adamant that I'm not participating in that way. And so that's when the police pulled up, and they assumed things. But I'm standing by my story. It's not true. That's my impression of Pastor George Gregory. He continued to say, I won't deny that he began to take his clothes off and proposition me, but I will deny on a stack of Bibles with God as my witness that I did nothing. The pastor did not address how the man managed to find himself tied up. It was immaculate BDSM. What happened was police arrived on the scene following a car from a call from a neighbor who was concerned because this car was parked outside his daughter's window. When the police arrived, he saw the man uh, Gregory was with get out of the vehicle without any clothes on. Gregory told officers that he and the man were just playing. And that they, uh, this is what not what he told the press, this is what he told the officers. He said, we were just playing and we meet up from time to time to play with each other. He also allegedly said he thought he was in a private place. Police corrected him, reminding him that no, he was on a public street. <laughs> I have nothing to hide, I did nothing wrong, Pastor Gregory said. He claims that both he and his wife have been trying to get the young man help for a few years. You know. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Stripping someone naked and tying them up is a proven treatment for drug 
drug addiction. Can you imagine how different the church would be if Jesus, back when he was alive, was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm bisexual. It's cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't matter because the people who, you know, the evangelical Christians who support Donald Trump, they don't give a fuck what Jesus said. Yeah, yeah, they don't even right. care about you're that. Right. I'm going to do one more story before we welcome our, our, our fascinating and comely guests to the studio. Um, and this is, uh, this is probably my favorite story of 2018 so far, Joey. So get ready. All right. You like Girl Scout cookies? Love them. What's your favorite? I'm a Samoas guy. Me too. Mm -hmm. I love the Samoas. Samoas. They're the best. I can't eat uh, Girl Scout cookies anymore because I'm vegan. But when I did eat them, (laughs) Samoas are the most delicious. But anyway, uh, a girl in San Diego, a Girl Scout, decided she was going to, she found the perfect place to sell Girl Scout cookies, and that was outside of a marijuana dispensary. Good call. So she set up, and that's audio of some of her customers. She set up uh, the her table outside the pot store and sold more than three hundred boxes in six hours. Oh my god! Raising more than fifteen hundred dollars. While some have praised the plucky scout for figuring out where the demand would probably be, the Girl Scouts organization has been wrestling with how to handle marijuana-adjacent sales as more states have legalized the drug. You know, it's legal in California. Uh, Girls who wheel their their, uh, cookies in these carts can travel basically wherever they want as long as, uh, you know, their parents are okay with it. But there are stricter rules about where to set up these booths or stands. There's no nationwide policy for this. Um, A spokesman for the Girl Scout said it's kind of a community issue. Uh, the girl was selling her cookies outside of Urban Leaf, which posted a, f- a photo of her on their Instagram account. The founder of Urban Leaf said he was definitely surprised by the controversy that it created. I say she's a fabulous entrepreneur. Yeah. Yes, she is. Like you that said, is she the knows- best community to go to is yeah. potheads after they are high. They are want, they want some cookies. I know I want some cookies. She knows what the demand is. Munchies. Except As, uh, Adam the, said, yeah. the thing is, when I used to smoke pot, I would eat a lot of things like cookies and chips, but then I wanted to like drink something cold. I mm-hmm. feel like if you you have to have a lemonade stand set up there as well. Or milk. Imagine just cookies and milk. Mm. I don't know if I want milk when I'm high. Maybe. Maybe a milkshake. Ooh. Oh, a nice milkshake, yes. Definitely now I, a milkshake. Now I kind of want to get high. <laughs> we could totally do that after the show. Can we get high? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, speaking of uh, things that make us high, our guests today are both making their return to the ass uh, they made a splash back on the show in September. They are both hilarious stand-up comedians and two of my favorite people. Please give a warm-ass welcome to Joanne Filan and Irene Bremis. Come on, audience. Yes. Welcome back, ladies. Oh, good to be here, sweetie. Yes. You're our first return guests. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And, and no one else has, has been likable or interesting. <laughs> yeah, this is, this, is, this is hard to beat, sweetie. You know? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a great Big combo. Time. It is you a get, combo. You got the lesbo. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the transsexual. You got the trans yes. woman. No. Caitlyn Jenner, just a little better, right? <laughs> you don't look like Caitlyn Jenner. I know I don't. Someone fucking did tell me I did look like her, and I got a little what? upset. Don't take You're this the wrong prettier. way. They oh, started shit. the sentence. You know, Caitlyn looks uh, fabulous. Thank you so much for 
Caitlin looks good for a woman of oh my God. 67 no, actually she doesn't however look good. old she I is. I like to say that Caitlyn looks like me, okay? I was here first. <laughs> she, Fuck you, Caitlyn. She stole your look. <laughs> Better than Bruce. Bitch Bruce stole looked your like look. a yeah. train wreck. Well, now we know why. Because yeah, he was yeah. sort of trying to transition yeah. but not let yeah, anyone it, know like, about it. Like a frying pan to the face? Like, how is yeah. that going to help? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Joanne going <laughs> for the kill. Go for it, Joanne. I've never seen this side of you, Joanne. Neither have I, but I'm loving it. Wow. Have uh, have either of you uh, ever were, were either of you ever a Girl Scout? I was. I was a, uh, a brownie. I know it's going to be hard to believe, but I was actually a Boy Scout. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I swear to God, it I was thought that a, was only recently that they started letting yeah, girls be Boy Scouts. Yeah, they just started letting that. It wasn't. Um, like a, a, a formal Boy Scout, but it was like an explorer group back in school mm-hmm. for like scuba diving, and it was affiliated with the Boy Scouts. Mm. So I was semi a Boy Scout. Like I got a letter saying that I had to bring all my canned goods up to the local like shops, wow. shop right, and sell them out front. <laughs> or, or I don't know what? how it was. It was. Were you the only girl? Uh, no, there were other girls in the explorer group, but. Um, the Explorer I'm, Group sounds like a place where I you, know. you know, experiment with your sexuality. I, Ironically, yeah. I was in the Explorer Group, and yet I've never done anal. Right yeah. <laughs> there, you go. Right. Yeah. As we established like a last back time. to the yeah. Uh, yes, queen. If you'll remember the last time we had Joanne on, not only mm-hmm. has she never done anal, she's never tasted anal. Right. Oh, so wow. we brought a sample here today. Oh, wonderful. Is <laughs> that what I've like been drinking? Se- is there a segue? <laughs> is there a new flavor yeah. of Girl Scout We're cooking? bringing in a Girl here Scout. Here we go. Enjoy. <laughs> now, uh, but you were a Girl Scout, Irene. I was. Now, I know that they're doing, um, yeah, I was, a, I, was an actu- I was a brownie. Oh. I was a brownie, and uh, the, I was surrounded. Really young girls. The little ones, the, yeah, yeah, the little young girls, and I was surrounded Brown's by nice um, girls. I like I like the idea of a co-ed uh, Girl Scout now. Sure. Only I'm afraid the boys might grab them by the cookies, right? Oh, you got to yeah. watch exactly. out for that. You never yeah. know what happens mm-hmm. with boys in the uh, Girl Scouts. Joey, were you in any scouting group? I was a Cub Scout. So I, I guess kind of like the equivalent yeah. of a brownie. Yeah. I was jealous yes. of the Cub Scouts because they wore those little pink What's sashes the difference around their neck. What's between the Cub Scout and a brownie? I feel like brownie, like... Well, they're boys or girls. I don't think we learned... I know. Oh, oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, yeah. wow. Like young, when I was a little the, boy. I was Cub Scouts are, are male brownies. They're male yeah. brownies? Okay. I always love their shirts. Yeah, yeah they had great little and uniforms. I just remember the pink the, scarf. The handkerchiefs yep. or whatever yep. they are. I always was jealous of that. My mom thought that those groups were all like Hitler youth groups, so I was not allowed Well, they are, sweetie. She's got a point. Now, did, did you have to sell cookies, or was that just a girl thing? I feel like there's, yeah. I don't remember boys selling cookies. We never did the cookies. Yeah. We did, like, we did the Salvation Army outside the local wow. shop room. Right? But, but it's a good question, Irene. How do the Boy Scouts raise money? They they mm. uh, they they were altruistic, and uh, the girls were pushing uh, fucking trans fat, I guess. And <laughs> I guess so. The girls had <laughs> to like, make cookies. the money, and the boys <laughs> yeah. just coasted in their fucking Work canoes. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know what basically. I was? I was in a group that probably doesn't exist anymore oh, or if God. it does it has a different name <laughs> this it? was the 70s it wasn't the Hitler youth I, was it no I was I was an Indian guide <gasps> no way what, what is this I that love it awesome. these were for really young boys this is when I was like six or seven and we, you know, it was very Native American themed. We had like feathers, you know, oh. we wore like a headdress. and It's and very racist. It was now. so racist. It's so horrifying. Oh what and next? We all had to adopt Indian names. This, oh I'm not making this up. Oh my God, get out of here. Uh, you didn't believe Joanne's story I about know. being a... <laughs> <laughs> so my, my name, which was given to me, was... L- Oh God! Oh, oh God! Here we little go. running tongue. Oh God! Oh. Look, and then you wonder why I never you're shut gay. The fuck up. Uh, <laughs> is that what it's I mean, it sounds like so. someone who does a lot of cunnilingus, but no, yeah. it was because I never shut up. And then my father, who was a pediatrician, was Chief Sea. 
Oh, oh, nice. So it was real racist. and Very I think, racist. If what? Indian Guides exist now, I'm sure it's called something else. Yes. <sighs> Man, but they were racist. I remember being in high school. We had an, listen to this one. We had a slave day in fucking high school. No <laughs> yeah, we did. And I'm not the only high school. Yamanika Saunders was talking about it, too. In Virginia, what yeah. What would Slave Day consist of? You buy somebody and you make them do whatever the fuck you want them to do. Was Wait. it sort of like an anti, like this is Was how not to, teach to live? you about slavery? Yeah. Um, no, no we, we're, we're, we're making this to, to, yeah. No, I think it was good? crazy. But Yamanika Saunders, do you know who she is? She's mm-hmm. a comic, right? Yes. She hilarious said in ver- Yeah, hilarious, one of my favorites. Uh, she said that the same thing in her high school, too. Right, and I mean, so it. What was it? What was the point? The point is that you just buy somebody, and then you just make them like you slave them around. But where would the money? Would the money go to raise money for someone for the school? For, um, I I don't really know. Person? Probably like some fucked up place. Like it wasn't anything altruistic, or else I would remember. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm. It might have been for like, like for the school dance, which is not that important. Well, mm. certainly to debase not people. To... You I mean, know? I would have I liked to have been offended. a slave. Yeah. JB is offended. I am highly offended. I did not know yeah. this existed, but it yeah, it did. And I, I honestly, I'm I sw- offended. Yeah, and you yeah. should be. I didn't. Not only didn't. Not only did it exist in in high school, in my school, in high school, but it also exists. Like Yamanika said that she had it in her school too. Wow. What yeah. the actual fuck is wrong with people? They're fucking well, idiots, where sweetie. Where did you go to school? That's okay. what I'm Let's talking about. Lexington school. in Massachusetts. And where did Yamanika go to school? Uh, she went in Virginia. She, she's from... Uh, she's she, from... She, wow. No, thought, Maryland. She went to Maryland. Yeah, she went to Maryland. She went to Maryland in Baltimore, yeah. Massachusetts. That's cray cray. Yeah. Well, I know nowadays I, I see these stories on the news once in a while mm-hmm. uh, about these white teachers who who give like slavery themed assignments mm-hmm. and they always get in deep shit mm-hmm. for it yeah. as well. Right. They should like, yeah. let's not exactly. play with slavery Please at all. Let's not yeah. do that. Just yeah. teach it. Explain yeah. what happened. Right. We don't, there's no role no. playing necessary. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Tell I, people that was wrong for it to happen in the first place and move on. Yeah. Exactly. Don't actually Please live do. it. Don't have a slave auction. There's been actual, Please I've heard of these slave that, auctions, but, yeah. but yeah. when you're, but that was to make an educational point, a bad one, but, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. what you're talking about is just like some fucked up thing. We um we didn't have that in my school, but I would you not have... You being an Indian guy I isn't that much guy. better Pretty either, but... Yeah. I, I wouldn't have minded being a slave to some of the guys in my I'm school. I'm sure, bitch, but this is outside the bedroom. But, yeah. Chief glory hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would... Uh, <laughs> my, my new Indian name. Yeah. Chief sucks a lot. Yeah. So, the last time you guys were here, I realized, I looked at the, uh, at the calendar, and literally, like, the week or two after you were here, that's when the Harvey Weinstein thing happened. Oh, yeah. So it yeah. wasn't even on the radar yeah. when you were here. Oh, it wasn't? Mm-mm. Oh, God, I feel like... Hard to believe, right? Yeah. yeah. So hard now to... that you're back, mm-hmm. I need to get your thoughts on this. And specifically, I'm interested, as, as women in the biz, mm-hmm. have you had any fucked up crazy experiences with men or in Joanne's case, women, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. acting inappropriately toward you, you know, be, uh, sexual misconduct, harassment, this sort of thing. Um, do you want to go first? Um, mine's, uh, no, you know, honestly, I mean, guys pretty much avoid me, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the plague. Yeah. And there's, honestly, have not run into enough women in that kind of position that there's been any issue. I have a hard mm-hmm. time imagining women... Even 
taking gay women, advantage of uh-huh. that situation. Sexually harassing other women. I, I yeah. don't, you don't hear about it. And it's hard. To, it's really hard. I'm sure it exists. It has to exist. Well, I used yeah. to slap everybody on the ass when I used to teach at Lucille Roberts. Sure, why not? I was grabbing everybody by the. Po- I'm sorry. Is that right? Yes, yeah. queen. <laughs> but that's but that's true. I mean, I I've done things that I wouldn't do now. Because yeah, exactly. I'm so woke about this issue. Right. Although now. your ass yeah. is never safe with me. Just well, so I we hope can throw not. that out on the I table. I hope that my ass is always there the for the taking. The two of you have very fine asses. Yes, we, oh, thank you. you know, we talked about Joanne. this last time. Squeezing my ass. And just I wanted to get that. that out there. Yeah, let's get it out there. <laughs> we That's always wind up talking about yeah. ass eating. Yes. yes. Well, yes. you know, the show's called Ass. You have a very yeah. fine ass, you know, yes. and you like to eat ass. What else is no. there to talk about? No. Oh, no. You like your ass eaten. I'm sorry. If I will allow it. It's not my favorite. But but Irene, what if, what is, you know, you're constantly working with men. Uh-huh. There's drinking at these comedy clubs. Right. H- have you had like a, a situation where you're just like, oh. Oh, God. I just hope my name doesn't start trending on Twitter. Irene, too. She grabbed my dick. It was really awful. You're the harasser. <laughs> oh. Um, well, you know what? Listen, I, I don't think I've ever had that. If I, you know, men are always, um, you know, men, women, you know how it is. Um, I don't really have any interesting, really crazy stories about a sexual harassment. Of course, guys always say off-colored things and they'll yeah. say demeaning things, but I'm also like that as a person, so I'll just say it back. Right. Um, and, you know, I think um, I walked past a construction site and didn't get anything. I got crickets and I was very fucking upset about that. Let me just throw that out there, okay? Man. Because after a certain age, it's a fucking compliment. And so I just it, wish some people would understand that. Okay? It sounds to me like if it had happened... yeah. You would have just kind of shrugged it off. I would have shrugged it off because that's the kind of person you are. I had, I had. Um, well, no, listen. I was at. I went to a Harvard party once um, uh, when I was a teenager. Get closer to the mic. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I went to a Harvard party once when I was a teenager, and um, some guy jumped me and actually tried to rape me. Oh my god! And yeah. you know how I got him off? My fucking '70s belt, or was it '80s? That big belt buckle. Mm-hmm. I had one of those big. I when took you say my got belt. him off, you don't mean. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, made I'm sorry. Him that's yeah. really <laughs> bad. No, got I didn't him off get him of off. You. I you got him off of me. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't like use it as a cock ring. <laughs> Let me just be clear. <laughs> I used my '80s belt with this big iron uh, thing, and I hit him over the head with it. Yeah, mm. and I got him. So that that's I think that's my though. worst yeah. terrifying story ever. I think that 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 was the scariest thing that ever happened to me. You know, I made Harvey Weinstein once, though. I used to work you, for him. You did? Yeah, I worked oh, for Miramax wow. for a year. Ooh, Actually, for two years, but not consecutively. Well, did he ever come on to you? <laughs> no, I was only in the same room with him a couple times, and he uh-huh. he was a horribly nasty person to me and He's everyone an else. He's an asshole. Yeah. He is. But yeah. I didn't know. Uh, I knew he was having affairs with starlets. None of us knew that it, well, none of us, no one on my level knew that it was non-consensual or that there was this like campaign of harassment. But I'm curious about if you guys had been, let's say you had been in a room with Louis Mm C.K. And he had taken out his dick and started jerking off in Mm -hmm. front of you. It's hard to imagine, but what would you do? I don't know what I would do. I think I would walk out. I think I would just be like is this really happening (laughs) yeah it would be so surreal yeah i don't i think i would probably miss the entire situation because i'd be sitting there going wow is this really happening (laughs) and then it'd be done and then be like oh maybe i should have left yeah you know (laughs) and then i'd probably be thinking about it the whole day like jeez 
Ooh, I don't, I don't know do if that, I want right? to see Louis C.K. jerking off the poor no, guy. But no I, one does. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would have walked out, honestly, but I don't judge those girls for not walking out because, honestly, sometimes, you know, you feel like your career is being held hostage. Absolutely. You, know? and you yeah. can't leave the room. So I, I, I think knowing how I am, I'm from Queens, you know, I'm Greek and I've got the strength of Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> um, I would probably walk out, but mm-hmm. I think those girls, they were vulnerable and they felt like they're, you know, it's, it's really hard for a woman to bust her ass in comedy and have like this superstar in front of you. And you're so afraid that all of a sudden you're you're, you're going to lose your career or he's going to say you can something. Bring the mic right? to you, by the way. Yeah, it's more I mean, oh, well, that's a little erotic. I do like that. Though. I like grabbing <laughs> the mic here with this yes, thing exactly. in my mouth, practically. Yeah, it's in my mouth. <laughs> I live in fear that the uh, that you, my guest won't be heard because sometimes I listen back to the show and it's like, well, the first time I did comedy, and it's so hard <laughs> to hear them, and I'm like, what? Um, I'm curious to know what you guys thought of the Aziz Ansari situation. Because that's one where I literally don't know how I feel. I, Uh exactly, I feel the same. You read different things and you can't even ever trust anything now that you read because it's all, I mean, biased. Depends on where it's coming from. And and yet we're supposed to believe the women no matter what. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And it's hard. But if like but my question is if I do let's say everything she says happened mm-hmm. happened he's right. I don't think anyone said it didn't happen mm-hmm. right. right the question is what does it mean does it mean that he's guilty of some some form of harassment or assault or is he just kind of a dick and she had a bad date he's abusive I mean no matter what even if he's a dick in that context I mean from what I read it's like an what abusive- seemed abusive to you. Well, I, this was a while ago, I, I this story, right? But didn't mm-hmm. he um, have, what, what was it like? He told her to... He like he forcefully... He just basically forcefully... Yeah. Was it forcefully? He's, I, don't, I actually need a little refresh of this too. Yeah, but I, I mean, it was I a thought, while back. What I thought was that he brought some girl up to his place and they yeah. were hooking up and I think that he... Like she was maybe going down on him or something, and um, he like f- like forcibly was Mm-mm. like. No, I think no. he went down on her. It, wow. Yeah. From so what I, I remember of the article, it was there was sexual activity. She said she let him know through verbal and nonverbal cues that she wasn't into what was going on. Uh-huh. And at one point, she asked him to if they could stop, and he said yes. Right. And they did stop, and then they kind of were just hanging out, and it just started up again, at which point she got mm-hmm. upset and said, I don't want to do this. And he said, let me call you an Uber. Right. Oh. So, and the most, sort of the most damning part of it that I remember is that he was, one of the things he was doing during the sex part of it was he mm-hmm. was taking his fingers, putting them in her mouth to wet them, and then putting them in her pussy. Mm. Yeah. Which is clearly something he saw in porn. It's so right. 70s. Because yeah. no one who wants that. That's 70s. God, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, he's so dated. Update your moves, Aziz. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, that's disgusting. And I I can't imagine doing, like, if a guy, Joey, <laughs> put his fingers in your mouth and then stuck them up your ass, like, would that do anything for you? Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but it's been a while, so. <laughs> for the record, so I don't want anyone to do that to me. Especially if they yeah. then go back to my mouth. I oh, also, no, like, you can't double dip. 
<laughs> it's gross. Yeah, no double dipping. I guess uh-huh. it's, this was presumably the first time that he was hooking up with her, right? I yes, like it was a first date. Mm-hmm. They had had dinner. Yeah, uh-huh. and and he ordered a wine that she didn't like. That was one of part of her story. Oh, she she oh. ordered. Wait, he ordered. He ordered. For the, he ordered white wine, and she's like, "I don't like white, but I drank it anyway." Like, right. and basically everything really... he did was selfish and presumptuous. Mm-hmm. And right. Again, it sounds sound like he was kind of a dick. He sounds like a dick, and he sounds a little bit of. I mean, he's also abusive if he if he did the things that you're saying. You know, I can't. I remember I don't know reading that I'd it. Call yeah. it abusive. It's a little of abusive, you know, because she said she didn't want to, and then he sort of debased her, and you know what I mean. It's emotionally abusive. Yeah, it made her feel really bad, right? Well, that's the question. So, mm-hmm. I have felt bad. A number of times after sex. So have I. Yes. But the question is, is is that someone's fault? Mm. Is that did someone did someone uh, overstep and and cross a line, or did I just make a bad choice Mm. that Mm. I now regret? And there were many people who Mm -hmm. read her story and said, you know, at any point she could have just walked out. He wasn't detaining her. He right. wasn't restraining her. Right. He called her an Uber. He called her an Uber. Which That's really very, gentlemanly, yeah. right? He, he called very, her an Uber. Very nice. He actually yeah. called her an Uber. And, and he was if he like, called you're her a Uber, fucking Uber. Uber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if someone was harassing you, they would right. not spend you. money on yeah. your Uber. Exactly. Well, no. That's it. There I think there, there are probably yeah. rapists sure. who would call their, their people Ubers too. I don't know that that's a defense. But But the point is... Both times she said stop, he stopped. Mm-hmm. That yeah. to me was, right, was that's what really... Right, that's key. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, it's also like, it's one thing you said she was giving him verbal and nonverbal According to her. Cues. It would be one thing if she was like, I was giving him all these nonverbal cues and he didn't get it. If she verbally gave him a cue as well, I you should be held accountable. I thought it was more nonverbal for, a, for, for most of it, but then at some point she did actually say, you know, I don't really want to... I think, and that's. I'd like to like, know okay, what the we'll what the verbal cues the were. Or whatever. Yeah. Right. I think it was. Pre- I mean, I maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I think it was predominantly at the beginning more nonverbal, just kind of like pulling back, maybe. Yeah. But, or, or I think she did actually say she doesn't feel comfortable doing this. Right. Okay. You know. Um, but then he and didn't then force her, her and that's when he yeah. stuck two fingers in her. No, I'm no. just kidding. That's awful, Irene. That's terrible. <laughs> I think he did do that. <laughs> he did? Are you in serious? In her mouth and then her yeah. Yeah. vajay. God, yeah. well, it's better than what my ex did. He just used to huck a loogie between my legs. I'm sorry, that's kind of gross, no but that's better oh. than- Are I'm you just... kidding? <gasps> <laughs> Sorry, did I just say that? Are we live? Did he use, mu- did he use mucus as lube? No, men can be just gross. You know what I mean? When you're having drunken sex, you know, I mean, yeah. we've all had those. Mm. Uh, we've all had those mm-hmm. really gross moments that we are deeply regretful mm, for yes. both. I mean, for, uh, for me, yeah, you know. So I don't. I don't know what the situation was there. Bottom you know, was line: she drunk was what was going on. Was he drunk? Were they? fucking around I mean he didn't detain her like you said so it wasn't like he bottom line should she have sold the story or or told the story I don't know if she got paid to this website Mm. based on what we know about what went on does he deserve to have his career permanently tarnished and and possibly ruined did any other women come forward no okay because that's always a huge uh, indicator for me you know, if just one person comes forward, like with um, what's his name, the um, actor, um, James Franco. No, not James Franco. Um, the the other guy that that girl said that she raped him. It, it was only one girl that came forward. What's what? his name? Oh my God, I can't think. Is of it his Ryan name. Seacrest? 
<laughs> He's been cleared. Exactly. <laughs> we talked about that a few oh, weeks Ryan ago. Ryan Seacrest, I know. I was like, come on. He's been cleared now. I know. He, he was cleared. But, but who I, are you I, talking I, about? TJ uh, Miller. TJ Miller. Oh. Mm. He's abusive, though. He hits the. Who's TJ like, Miller? Is um, that a I heard that TJ Miller. Did, did he. Re- but then I she was the. His wife said that she was a liar. She tried to break them up. And see, if one person comes out, it's hard. You don't want she, anybody. His wife got punched too. But I think that's no. like he's a, a. Well, do you guys know about Jamie just Kilstein? A lot of rumors here yeah. today. What? Jamie Kilstein was no. another scandal. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Holy shit! Everyone's <laughs> punching everyone. And w- well, with Jamie, it wasn't. I don't think any woman has alleged yeah. abuse or right. harassment. But his thing was he would fuck all these female fans. And he was married, and he and his wife hosted this podcast together. And one of the women he fucked was like the intern on the Mm. show who then became like the producer of the show. Mm. So it was more about impropriety. And acting like pretending that you're this big feminist, which he which he supposedly is, and then acting like a womanizing douchebag. But Mm -hmm. again, like that's not a crime. That's just yeah. being a douchebag. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah it's uh, I, I, We're in a weird a, place now. We are yeah. in a weird yeah. place, you know? I mean, because it is not, you can't put like somebody like Harvey Weinstein, a Bill Cosby, and Aziz in the same, yeah. exactly. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like, you just can't do it. And uh, exa- so you need, uh, you want to believe somebody, but you certainly wouldn't want somebody wrongfully accused and their careers ruined. At the same time, you want to protect women because they've been abused since the beginning of time and continue to be abused. And the ones that come forward are, you know, there's not nearly enough women that come forward. You know, even though it's trending on Twitter, there's a lot of women that have been abused and raped. I think one in probably, I want to say like one in five. Is that like five women to me? I know so many women that have been raped. Yeah, one no. in three? Is it one in three? It's even, I knew it. But that's why I almost think it's a mistake yeah. when women come forward. Wrongfully. With stories, right, that, or stories that may don't. be bad, they may right. be unpleasant, but they don't rise to the level mm-hmm. of either yeah. um, criminal harassment or assault because mm. that kind of muddies the waters and right. we it dilutes the other it dilutes it yeah, yeah, yes, yeah you concerns. i yeah. want to move on because we only have about seven minutes and uh and i want to move to a, a lighter and more fun topic last time we spent so much time talking about penises mm-hmm. and ass eating and i feel like mm-hmm. i want to be friendlier to to our, our female listeners mm-hmm. uh <laughs> especially with joanne here mm-hmm. so i'm going to ask you both what uh, what's the best way for someone to get a woman off and I don't mean the way Irene got her would-be rapist off I mean like actually right, make the belt to the head make, make, <laughs> belt yeah, buckles. Right. what's the best way to make uh what what really makes you come oh what makes me come um my uh husband uh going away for two weeks that just <laughs> really fucking does it for me and then it's just me and the bullet and he a bottle and of wine the, the fucking bullet <laughs> That shit is awesome. She's uh, um, uh, no, really. If, are we being serious yeah. here? Well, there's nothing like somebody, you know, going down. You know, eating pussy is probably Joanne. Do you agree? Like that's um, the best feeling in the world. I think it's yes. It's um, better than sex. I mean, like missionary or not oh, missionary, like, but actual uh, but penetration sex, for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's better than penetration. Is Let's what be I'm specific. Oh. Going down on the clitoris. Oh yes! Oh, I Absolutely. like where you're going with yep. this. Absolutely, not just the the labia. No, no, the labia. Why waste time? Jesus, you know? just go for the go, for the, go really? right for the exactly. clitoris. That's right. And and, we and what the bronze here? And what's the what's the best technique <laughs> yeah. for for this? Because I don't Olympic. know anything about this. 
Joanne, you want to take oh, that? Um, oh, boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, in my younger days, <laughs> the whole... Uh, when you were an Olympic whole, pussy eater. Yeah, when I, was, <laughs> yeah, when I competed. Um, well, you know, I was in training for so many, you know, and then you miss your window and then you go all mechanical. Um, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, I don't, you know, I just... I don't want to just well the tongue just yeah. you just got to get there with in you know, circles back very and difficult. forth up and down right. it's never right. it's so Give hard it away yeah. these, these moments yeah yeah, yeah. there's definitely just... no chomping or teeth no. you know no. some guys don't know what they're doing I'm guessing <laughs> that Aziz Ansari's pretty mm-hmm. fucking bad at it doesn't know yes. how to... <laughs> yeah but pay that attention itself is a crime too. sweetie well that's about all I can handle of the Clitoris talk. So let's move on. I was just on. starting to get into it. I was like, wait, now you know what? I think it's... <laughs> Typical man, just when you're about to... All right, now it's time to play Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Yeah. Joanne, what's worse, bad breath or bad body odor? Oh. Bad breath. Irene? It depends where the body odor's coming from. I'm oh, sorry. It's a it. vaginal body odor oh. or your ass smells. I'll take the breath. Um, Joey. Pretend, Chuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Irene. I think the breath. I think I see breath as the worst because that's yeah. what's right in front of you. Yes. Right. Can't that's get true. away from it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Irene, who is your celebrity crush? Um... Uh, Har- what's that guy Harvey that was Weinstein. in? No, not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Meow, too. Even his little cat came out, that fucking guy. Um, let me see. Um, who is my celebrity car? It's that guy from. Oh, Jon Snow. I, I do love Jon oh, Snow. Oh, that hairless ass. I'm, on I Game love of him. Thrones. He's hot. I'm going to say him for now because I couldn't think fast enough. Who's your gay celebrity crush? My gay. In other words, a woman. Yeah, yeah I, thank you for that. I do have mm. that. I think it's probably. Oh, my God. I can't think fast enough. There's so many, actually. Um, Rihanna. I'm, I have a oh. little... I fucking love her. She's gorgeous. I would turn oh, lesbian yeah. She's got for that her. great voice. Yeah. Joanne, your celebrity crush. Oh, so, so many. And, and I'm sitting here, like, I'm like, think, 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 yeah, while yeah, she's yeah, talking, think. Right. <laughs> and in my head, I'm going, Helen Mirren. And what? then I'm like, oh, maybe oh, I should I love Helen Mirren. Mirren. I love Helen Mirren. Dame, love she's her. a dame. Yes, yeah, she's she gorgeous. There's nothing wrong with her. having a geriatric uh, crush. Yeah, the old people hot. need love, too. Right. Who's your Who's your male? Is there like a guy that you just want to kiss? Ooh, do I have to? Okay. Can I just suck his dick? Oh my god! Joanne is so Can gay. I, like, spit on them? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Idris Elba is really. Oh, Idris Elba. Uh, yeah. Good he's answer. JB attractive. approves. I'm so bad. He got married. Oh, he's getting married. Oh, he's yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's no longer on the market. Oh. Very sad. Do you use porn to masturbate, Irene Bremis? Uh, no, I despise porn to masturbate. Interesting. I don't like porn. Yeah, I can't watch it. I use my bullet to masturbate. You really plug in this bullet. I'm plugging the shit out of my fucking bullet, all right? Irene's getting paid by bullet. Oh my God, I'm wearing it right now. We can hear it. Oh, yeah, I'm imagine sure. it being the magic bullet. You know that the smoothie magic. Oh, yes. the one that dices up my labia. Yes. That's fantastic too. Yes, fantastic. Joanne, porn, yay or nay? Um, you know what? I mean, I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, lesbian porn, though, like good lesbian. Porn. No, you know what? Honestly, yeah, not so much into lesbian yeah, porn. Look at that. Really? Yeah. You uh, like to watch men fucking women? Not. No. Not actually. Not the fucking. 
Oh. I'm more yeah. of an oral kind of person. You like watching the guy go down on the woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's but so interesting. I, what, and I, I, I second the whole bullet thing now. Yeah. And I think it's, I don't, I prefer to have a little background so that I don't get in my head. Who is, uh, I'm going to ask Irene this first because I can tell this is going to flush to you. I love Joanne Who so is, much. Uh, me too. Who is the worst famous comedian? Who is the worst famous comedian? Someone who totally does not deserve his or her success. Oh my God, Dane Cook. That just came to <laughs> yeah. my mind. Oh, I don't know why I beautiful. said it, but I mean it. There. He's yeah. up there with yeah. me, Joanne. I was going with Carrot Top in my head. But Carrot, Carrot Top, people say, is actually talented. Yeah. Is he really? I'm going to say Dane Cook mm. or Carlos Mencia. scary looking. Oh, oh, Carlos Mencia is yes. a prick. Yes, then Big he's joke a thief. Thief. Um, uh, Upcoming appearances and social media plugs, Joanne. Oh, well, I'm and actually- And this doesn't air till March 4th. Oh, well, well uh, perfect. that's awesome because March 5th, I'm actually um, heading overseas uh, to Europe to go on a three-week tour to perform for the troops. Yes, oh, fabulous. Awesome. That's amazing. Where's your first stop? Uh, we're going to Kosovo. Amazing. Wow. People yes. can follow you. Uh, we're going to try to get, uh, well, uh, Armed Forces your Entertainment. Website. Oh, my um, Upstream Comedy. Upstreamcomedy.com. Irene. I like that name. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, well, let's see. I'm, I'm going to be at um, Punchline Phillies, not nearly as exotic, uh, with Rachel mm-hmm. Feinstein on the Ooh. 17th, 18th, and 19th. Love her. Yeah. And I, at Irene Bremis 13. At Irene Bremis 13. Follow me on Twitter. I love you guys. Thank Yay. you. Thanks, Joey. Awesome. Thanks, Irene. Thanks, Joanne. I Thanks, love Joanne. you guys. Love we love you. Bye. Bye.